welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 81 for Saturday the 30th of December 2017, the last diary of the year. I hope you've had a fabulous Christmas and that you're all gearing up to see the new year. So um, I've actually got a reasonable amount of writing-related work done this week. The first news to tell you is that Deleted has had a change of title. So I was scratching my head about this, thinking Deleted's not quite right, much as I love the cover and, and the premise, the story took a slight turn and Deleted is not the right title for the book. So um, as I always do in the shower, there's something about the shower. I think you're you're kind of in this this state between wakefulness and sleep. There's something about it where you just switch off and enjoy the water cascading over you. But I have loads of great ideas in the shower. It's fabulous. And often when I'm driving too in that, uh, dare I say, in a semi-conscious driving state, it's not semi-conscious, is it? But you know what I mean? When you're driving and you are concentrating on the road, but you're not actively aware of it. It's I don't know how you get into that state, but that's what I'm in my most productive. And anyhow, I had this idea and it's going to be called phase six now. Now, very conveniently, phase six is after the World Health Organization's six-tier ranking for the stages of a pandemic. And by the time you get to phase six, uh, you're in deep doodah. You're in the You're in real trouble. Uh, phase six is, is the sort of last bit of a pandemic. Now, I didn't know this until I started digging around and having a look. Uh, but phase six for a sci-fi book is a great sort of title. So it's no longer deleted. It is phase six. And I've got myself a new cover. And I got the cover from Dan Van Oss, who was a guest on this podcast. He runs Covermint. And I got a replacement cover at $49. I thought it's going to have to be a nice sort of cheap one. And uh, for some reason, the cover that I got was reduced. It's, it's a great cover. I love it. Uh, very happy with it. Now, now it's got my title and my text on it. It looks absolutely fine. So $49 for a cover. Dan turned it around really fast. A quick change of title. Really happy with the title. It just it just really fits what happens in the book. I started with the, the premise of Deleted, and I, I got my inspiration from this cover, which I still love the cover for Deleted. But the story just took a different turn. When you actually get to write it out, it, the emphasis was just slightly different, and I just felt like Deleted wasn't the title for it. So um, Phase 6 is absolutely perfect for it. Uh, I've been doing the edits this week. Now, uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. I've still got this blasted uh, cold, which has really been lingering. And now there's a gift for Christmas. I've just given it to my wife as well. Uh, so it's a real bit of real nuisance and it is lingering. Um, but I have to say, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, 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 it's not one of these awful things. It's, it's more of a nuisance than anything. Um, but, but it has stopped me sort of or prevented me or discouraged me, I should say, from doing work that has involved, uh, concentration. And of course, I've had this, this edit to do, which I put off last week because I'd been feeling sort of brilliant. And then, I was looking at the days thinking, I gotta get, I gotta get this done. It has to be done. So, um, I've made it, frankly, a real, you know, not a mess of it, but a real hard work of it. Um, something that shouldn't have taken very long at all, but I have made real hard work of it this week. Uh, I've been rubbish. And in fact, I was so rubbish when I did, I always divide the book into, uh, three chapters at a time and then work through those. It keeps me fresh if I do that on a day by day basis. I've just, I've just learned that as a lesson. Uh, don't try and tackle everything at once. Uh, do small bits of editing and then you're, you're fresher and more focused. But the last days of editing, I was absolutely rubbish at. I was, you know, distracted, checking Facebook in between chapters. I was just rubbish. So, uh, I, I came back to it this morning and I made myself do it again. <laughs> so 
I was strict with myself uh, because it needed to be done uh, properly. And I, I just felt like I had done a good job with those last uh, three chapters. So I came back to them today. Uh, having worked out a couple of little bits that just needed some tweaking. Um, so now, uh, today, that's what I've been doing. And I did concentrate today, which is great. And uh, I've been through it for spell checks and, and grammar checks. And I've looked for repeater words and all, all these th- evil things that you have to do in your first draft edit. Uh, story's fine. Very happy with the story. So that's all teed up to go to Helen Fazal. Uh, I'm not sending it to a yes. I'll, I'll wait until we're all done with the celebration. So it's I've got it on a timer. I use Boomerang with Gmail, and it's time to go at eleven o'clock on Tuesday, the second of January, which is you know enough time to to realise that you've got to get back to work and not to have an email sitting there the minute you open your emails up. So eleven o'clock, I always think, is quite a good time to to present somebody with some new work. So Helen's got phase six now. She'll have that till the end of February. I can forget about it till the end of February now. She'll work through it, bring it back so it's perfect for me, uh, or as perfect as as can be. I will give it my final read. It's always good when I've been separated for it from two months because I come to it fresh. And then Helen just gives it a final quick read, and then we're good to go. And I'm aiming to have it out on the 23rd of March this year. And that will be my seventh sci-fi book. And it just, I'm really, really happy with the way that it, it links the worlds of the secret bunker and the grid. I'm, I'm interested. I know my wife enjoyed it because my wife's obviously read all of the books. And uh, I was really keen for Helen to edit this one because she has edited the whole secret bunker trilogy and the grid trilogy. And I'm just, I, I just really wanted those two people in particular because they've spent so much time poring over those trilogies um, to read the one that that bridges them, uh, because I hope they'll get the same sort of thrill I did about linking the worlds. And uh, it's worked really well, actually. I wasn't sure whether it would feel a bit tenuous, but it, it just it works uh, very, very well. Um, I've also left a little plot um, line in this book. that uh, I've got all sorts of plot lines. I, I've, I've left all sorts of threads out everywhere uh so that i can i can sort of write more more sci-fi books that that come from this series so um there's one series that i've got which is a space opera that can come from the world of the secret bunker so it's a it's a scenario in space that takes place at the same time as the events in the secret bunker and i set up another storyline in this standalone book where one of the main characters can go back in time again back to a point in the secret bunker that i'd left open when i wrote that book um, always thinking that would be a great time for somebody to rush back from the future uh, and and to do a book about time travel so uh, and i've also left uh, an element of the grid open too so uh, again Again, you don't need me to write more books in these series uh, because these are just little loose threads that if you blink, you would miss them. But they're points at which um, The Walking Dead's a good example of this. Everybody was getting excited about um, uh, Carl. This is a spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen the last in season. So put your fingers in your ears if you haven't. But um, um, uh, uh, Carl gets bitten by a zombie, basically. And... Um, and everybody was saying, well, when did that happen? When did that happen? But the point at which it happened actually was, was quite clear if somebody shows it to you. And, and that's kind of what I've done in these books. When, when, if I said to you, look, that's where it happens. There it is. You'd say, Oh, yeah. So it is. It's there. It was always there all the time. But unless you turn it into the story, then it's neither here nor there. So I may or may not go back to those, but I have left those threads open, uh, for the, for the future. Uh, so that book's out of my hands now. And what a long job. I made of it. I needed a good kick up the behind to, to get going with that. Um, as you'll know, in these diaries, it's quite quite unusual for me. I'm usually um, pretty motivated, but this this uh, cold, although it hasn't been uh, bad, it has made me a little bit, um, you know, just um, reluctant to do the work. I've been happier to do 
simple chores uh, rather than anything that required a bit of resilience and concentration. That's that's really it. So I'm pleased I wasn't writing over Christmas because uh, I don't think it would have got done. I start writing my seventh thriller then. This is going to be another standalone. It's called uh, Left for Dead, or it, it's called Left for Dead at the moment. It might change. Uh, and I start writing that on the 12th of January. So I've got about two weeks left before I have to start writing now. So in that two weeks, this is where I start to distill the ideas I've had about this book. I'll start to flesh out the characters uh, and make sure that I'm ready to start writing on Friday the 12th of January. And that book has to be done uh, before, when is it? It's got to be done before Easter. Uh, and I'm aiming to have that one released on the 3rd of May this year. So that then brings me to the point I wanted to be at, which is seven times sci-fi books and seven times thrillers. And I've got all sorts of marketing combinations at that point. So uh, that will be that will be me hit my my critical mass with uh, the writing of my first phase of books. And then uh, next week, uh, this week, I'm going to go into my review of 2017 and my review of quarter four in a moment or two. Uh, but next week in the podcast diary, I'll tell you what I've got planned for 2018. And so when I hit that, that 14 books point at the end of quarter one, by the end of March, I'm just going to flip things a little bit and start doing things slightly differently at that point, because I, I got so many books at that point, I, I need to start um, moving in a slightly different direction with the writing. So that's going to happen um, from March, end of March 2018. But I'll tell you about that next week. Uh, quite a lot of uh, general news to tell you about this week. I'm quite surprised about it, really, it being Christmas week. But there is quite a lot going on, to be honest with you. The first thing to mention is that on Wednesday, I did my third recording for Tim Lewis's Begin Self-Publishing podcast. Now, this is a podcast which is an ideal accompaniment to, to my podcast in that it's completely different. It has different guests on and it has a, a more of a marketing-y angle, I think it's fair to say, Tim's podcast. Um, but I was on Tim's podcast to do a, a 2017 review and a 2018 preview. So uh, that's going to run, I think, mid-January, Tim said, uh, on the Begin Self-Publishing podcast. And also, I'm going to be actually meeting Tim in person at the 20 Books to 50K event. Just a reminder that that has, it hasn't sold out, but it's it's waiting list only now. So if you want to go to that event and you've been leaving it until the last minute, if you go to 20bookslondon.com, I think it is, if you go to that link, then you'll be able to go on the list, but you won't be able to pay and secure your place. You'll just go onto a, a waiting list now. So... um why I'm mentioning 20 Books London and Tim in the same sentence is that uh, this is very nice. Michael Andelay, he of 20 Books fame, um, has invited me to a pre-event meal. So on the Friday uh, at the hotel, is it the Runnymede on Thames Hotel at Egham or something like that? Um, very posh hotel it is. And uh, Michael Anderley basically is having a gathering of people who he works with in the UK. And primarily, this is writers and, and cover producers and editors and things like that, I think. Uh, but because I know him through the podcast, I got an invite, which is fantastic, because I thought on the Friday night, I'd probably be me and, and a couple of pals who listen to the podcast, you know, going out for chips at McDonald's uh, in Egham. But um, now I'm off to posh meal. So I'll have to iron my shirt. But um it's a pre-event meal. Um, I think there's sort of about three tables of, of eight or ten or something like that. So it's about you know th thirty people there. But all of his guests at Twenty Books are going to be there. All the speakers will be there, um, as well as lots of other people who are in his sort of entourage. And there's me. Um, so I'll be there, and we're allowed to bring guests as well. So I've asked Tim to come along because he was going to be in the uh, in his hotel too on the Friday Friday night. So it spared us both eating McDonald's for that evening. 
we get some posh food on the Friday evening. So that's going to be great for networking. It'll be great to meet all the people there. Um, so I'm very uh, pleased to be invited to that. And we've been making our menu selections and things like that, which is, again, all extremely exciting because 20 Books London felt like it was months and months away for ages. And then all of a sudden, it's a month away. We're almost there. So uh, that's extremely exciting. And I start to 2018. Now, I wasn't going to mention the book, Bub, but interestingly, today I got my uh, Amazon uh, pay you know i call it amazon payday when all the um all the little all the little bits come in from all the territories around the world and it's all very exciting because you get two amazon paydays i think i can't remember when all the emails come out it's about the 20th of the month or something you get all these exciting emails telling you you're going to get paid and then when you log in at the end of the month you see that you have been paid now why i'm mentioning it this week is because i have got a couple of extra numbers related to the book bub that i wanted to tell you about so the first thing is is that if you remember um the book bub took place on the 30th of October. So I only had two days of BookBub, the 30th and the 31st of October. And Amazon have just paid us for the month of October. So I've now been paid for the first two days of BookBub. Now, November is going to be, that, that November's the one I'm excited about. That's going to be the big payday. Uh, that's the one I can't wait for. So I'm going to wait a month for that. But um, it was interesting because you know, I always budget. I, I'm quite organized in terms of my money and I have my business accounts on an Excel spreadsheet. I budget so I know I can meet all my, you know, in, um, income and outgoings. They all work and I can pay everybody on time, all that sort of thing. So, um, my Amazon earnings came in today. Now, book report, according to book report, I should have received £542.95 today. So that's what it told me I'd earned. Um, uh, from the 1st of October to the 31st of October. But what actually came into the bank today is £700.63. That's my October 2017 earnings. So that, that was interesting because what, what I've tended to learn to do is I always budget I always budget lower so I think I'd said I think book report said 542 I'd said well that's probably going to be about 450 so I'd budgeted about 450 to come in and then I've ended up getting 250 more than that which is fantastic so uh, next month uh, I think uh, book report tells me I'm going to earn um, four and a half thousand pounds so this is you can see why I'm getting excited for that payday um, so hopefully if that's more that might be closer to five thousand so I, I'll let you know when that comes in now the other thing I must mention is that 700 does include create spaces as well but it was definitely more uh, than I expected to be coming in uh, this month so uh, you know that's my uh, I was gonna say it's my highest month it's not my highest month this is my second highest month now and next month will be my highest month um, ever but um, yeah nice surprise you know uh, you can't um, sniff at that that's uh, uh, a book cover and a proofread isn't it 700 quid so it's all uh, money that's welcome at any point but as I say next month is the exciting one and just to let you know by the way uh, because we're, we're almost at the end of the month at the time I'm recording this um, this month's income so this is December income so this is the month after the main bookbub activity uh, this month my uh, book report is telling me that i've earned uh, as of today 1125 pounds this month um, so it's been it's been pretty good hasn't it it's been pretty steady i think uh, looking at that we're going to get to six six and a half thousand maybe as a result of the of the book but that's that's pounds i don't know what it is in dollars it'll be about seven thousand something maybe something something like that uh dollars um so so you know bottom line is it's it was well worth uh doing very very nice to have coming in um, before I go to my look at the year I just wanted to say thank you and hello to Owen Zup 
who um, is, I'm not quite sure where in the world you are, Owen. I don't think it's the UK, as far as I could tell from your blog. Um, but um, I don't know Owen. I didn't know Owen until today. But uh, he's written a blog post called My Top 5 Podcasts for Independent Authors and Publishers. And it looks like um, Owen has been involved in flying all of his life, because he's written several books, and uh, all these books are flying-related. Uh, and um, he's done a, a review. He's put me on a, on a top five podcast. So there's uh, Joanna Penn there, Jeff Goins, um, self-publishing, Summer Book Show. And who was the other one? Mark Dawson. Uh, so podcast royalty. And then there's me, which is fabulous. So I've, I've made it to a top five list of podcasts. So thank you very much for that, Owen. I really appreciate it. And for you um, tweeting it out, um, you know, every little bit of support is, is very much appreciated. Anything that brings a new listener into the show. Um, why I'm uh, particularly pleased about the review, and people seem to say this all the time about the podcast, is um, Owen uh, comments on, uh, and I'm quoting this, Paul's Open and Honest Podcast Diary, which people seem to to really enjoy that. And then also um, a range of guests at differing stages of their writing and publishing careers. The listener can feel at one with like-minded authors and the podcast reaffirms that there is light at the end of the tunnel through the experiences of others. And it's funny, um, in, in terms of, of feedback that I get about the podcast, th this is what I get time and time again. Number one, that people seem to appreciate this diary, uh, that, that I don't really kind of hold much back. Uh, you hear about the pain and the pleasure. And, uh, uh, and I, I'm sort of quite happy to share that with you. Uh, but also um, that, that you don't just hear from authors who are making zillions and zillions of pounds. You know, they wrote a book on the back of a matchbook box, dropped it on the floor, uh, a publisher picked it up and gave them a zillion pound film deal, which is what some of these stories, it just seems that some of these stories are like that uh, and so far removed from, from our experience a lot of the time. So uh, again, thank you for that, Owen. I think you've reflected there the most common feedback I get, but I'm really grateful for you putting me in your top five list of podcasts. I really appreciate that. So that's me up to date with this week. I just wanted to review 2017 for you just very briefly, and then we'll get to a review of quarter four, so the final three months of the year. So let's do 2017 first. And the highlights of this year are that I got four books written. Now, you'll know at the beginning of the year, I was a little bit uh, jittery about it, but I decided to go back to three days a week uh, day jobbing this week. And the reason for that was is that I, I got children going to university. I had a child go to university in September. I got another child going to university this September. And then, um, you know, another child who'll be going to university in, in two years' time. So as a household, we're very much uh, in a time of uh, transition. And, um, and also, I'd got to the stage where I decided that writing was the thing that I wanted to put my efforts into. And uh, I have um, different um, contracts that, that I deliver with corporate uh, clients and uh, with training and things like that. I've got various uh, contracts. And, and, and these contracts are quite useful because I can turn them on and, and turn them off. I can take the work that I, that I want to. And uh, I just realized that I was working three to four days a week and then writing on the fifth. And that was the pattern that my life had assumed. And I just thought, you know, I, I might just as well do this as, as salaried work now, because then you know you've got the income coming in that pays the bills and then run the business as the Thursday, Friday part of the week and the, and the weekend part of the week and keep the two separate. But it takes the pressure off me from, from bringing in the money to pay the bills. I know that's dealt with in between Monday and Wednesday. And then for, for the next four days, I can, I can do my business. I can build my business. And that goes into a separate pot of money, which is the, the business's money. So uh, that's how I decided to do it. And to be honest with you, it's worked brilliantly for me. I really wasn't sure about it 
at all. And to be honest with you, I sort of felt this, um, uh, shame's not the word, but I felt this sense of failure, I think, is the right word to describe it as, because I'd been self-employed for six years. I'd never been in business before in my life before that. So um, I have to I have to acknowledge that I'm, I'm pretty amazed I've managed to survive on my own for that long, uh, particularly with, you know, so many uh, children and encumbrances in my life. Um, so I, I was, um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't feeling good about going to work. I was very uh, reticent about it, but it has worked out uh, brilliantly for me. It's it's just freed up that relentless pressure to be bringing in the money to, to keep the house going, sort of thing, the family going, uh, and that's taken care of between Monday and Wednesday. But also the thing I, I think I, I was most worried about: will the writing still get done? Absolutely, the writing has got done. I've written four books this year: Dead of Night, Burden of Guilt, One Fatal Error, and Phase Six. Just finished Phase Six, and I've written two hundred and three thousand six hundred forty-seven thousand words. So I've you know I've got the writing work done. And still, this has been my most successful year um, financially. Still not a great year, but my most financial year, uh, my most successful financial year to date. But also um, from a personal point of view, my wife and I've had a whale of a time this year uh, because we've. it's allowed me to, I just used to work all the time uh, because, I, because I had to. When you're self-employed, you just have to keep work, work, work uh, because you, you, you're, you might have a good time now, but it might all... Um, you might find that you've, the work's dried up and that you need to have put money by um, for future months. Whereas being back on a salary again has made this all um, regular for, for me once again. Um, so, so you can plan. It's great. I can make plans. And, and so uh, you, you'll be aware if you listen to these diaries, we've done quite a lot of traveling this year, not, not only abroad, but within the country. And frankly, we've had a whale of a time. So I've got to tell you, this really suits me uh, down to the ground. There's three days a week working. And the other thing is, of course, I'm very lucky that I really enjoy the work that I do Monday to Wednesday. It's exactly my kind of work. Um, You know, I'm not sitting there bored twiddling my thumbs. I'm really enjoying the work that I do Monday to Wednesday. I don't sit there clock watching at all. I'm completely embroiled in what I'm doing. So I'm really lucky in that respect, but it's worked superbly for me because it's taken off that relentless pressure to earn. Uh, and in many ways, it's freed me up, number one, to do my writing, which is still getting done, as, as you know. And number two, it's freed me up maybe to just take that more time out, that let that leisure time to go off and have some fun as well. So it's working uh, really, really well for me until I hit a point at which the income is higher and more regular with the writing say, um, then I think, you know, that works for me extremely well, particularly during this time where we've got kids doing this, that and the other and, and transitions and people going off to universities and things like that. It just keeps things on a very sort of steady, predictable, uh, even keel, but it allows me still, what I, what I was terrified of is that the business might perish, that I might get so embroiled in a day job that, that the thing that I really want, that I really want to build would suffer. And, and what I'm delighted to announce at the end of 2017 is that it hasn't. Um, in fact, it, it continues to flourish, which is great. So as I mentioned, it has been my best earnings year to date. I'm still only a four-figure author this year. I'm not going to hit uh, five figures, I'm afraid. Um, but, you know, um, I think it's going to be about £8,000 of income uh, this year for writing, which, you know, is a great second or part-time salary, I guess. Uh, but it's still not enough. You know, it's it's to me, it's still... It's still negligible. It's better than nothing, but it's still negligible um, to me in terms of what my my aspirations are with that. I I um, was on a stage uh, where was it in Edinburgh, where an author said that her 
income from her books. So she, you know, she's not a, not what you call a best selling author. Uh, but she said her her income was about twenty one thousand pounds, and I think for most of us, if we could achieve that um, through our books, we'd probably be quite happy with that. I certainly would be in my happy zone if I could earn that with my books. So still a long way to go with those earnings, but it, it, it's good to see that they're growing every year, albeit painfully slowly, painfully slowly. But um, you know, we just have to keep plugging away at it, don't we? We only need the one hit, and then all the rest will start selling. So uh, my two promotional highlights this year were May and October. I had my best earnings month in May. That was about $1,000, I think it was. And then in October, of course, you know all about the book bum. I'm not going to go through that again. Um, but my 2017 could be summed up writing-wise as Thriller Trilogy plus Free Booksy plus Book Bub. That's what's done it. A Thriller Trilogy, writing in that genre, promoting through free booksy, promoting through bookbub. That's responsible for this year's success. It's nothing magical I've done. There's no secret formula. I've not used any special tricks. I have, of course, deployed best practice, but I've, there's been no magic to that. I've written in a genre that seems to be hot, hotter than sci-fi as far as I can tell. I haven't had a chance to have a, a bookbub on, on, with my sci-fi yet. I'm going to keep pushing for it, and, and then I'll give you a comparison. But my feeling is, is that the thriller... Uh, genre is hot uh free books in bookbub did all the the numbers that i needed to achieve that but no no magic involved that that's all it was um, the other sort of highlights of this year for me were the fact that i got to speak at two amazon uk events so one in manchester one in edinburgh and uh, that was again it's luck it's networking it was as a consequence of having a conversation i think with all ross they needed somebody in the north of england to to cover a couple of events um, I'm in, from the north of England, so I'm very happy to do them. Manchester, well, I say it's just down the road. It's, it's two hours down the road, and Edinburgh's an hour and a bit up the road. Um, so they were they were very local to me, and I was happy to do those. And I got to share a stage with people who were really successful authors, and it was a, a great experience. And the networking, as always, is, is always the best part of those. And also, I got to speak at my first Society of Authors event in November. That was in Manchester. Again, through networking contacts, really enjoyed that and hope I get a chance to speak at more Society of Authors events later on in the year. I'm hoping to maybe hit one of the events in London if I'm lucky. I know somebody's putting in a word for me and fingers crossed that will happen. So that's a review of 2017. As I say, next week I will do 2018. I'll tell you what my plans are for the year. They are already tantalizingly written out on the board to my left. I've gone through them already. It was one of these procrastinating tasks I did when I wasn't doing the editing. It was just a nice, soporific, easy task that I could do without concentrating too much. So 2018 is all planned on the whiteboard to my left, and I'll share that with you in next week's podcast diary. Some changes to the strategy coming up next year, by the way. So let's just go through quarter four of this year. We're at the end of December now, so it's a good time to look back and say, well, what have I done in the last three months? Well, of course, the main thing is I've written another book. It was to be called Deleted. That's what it says on the board, uh, but it's popped out as uh, Phase 6. But I've did I've written 50,000 words of another book. That's another book ready to go. I released One Fatal Error on the 6th of December using Paul's flop it out technique in that uh, there was no great big uh, book launch. Uh, when book seven comes out with my thrillers that's when my kind of key and ongoing marketing strategy 
will take place. And also probably I'll put one fatal error in a free booksy and keep submitting it for a book bub. Uh, but you know, there's uh, no great campaign around those. Uh, but I will start to, to campaign and, and start to pay for promos and things in the new year to get some readers over those books. But, um, you know, books don't go stale. They're not like a loaf of bread. Uh, just because you've released it doesn't mean it's going to go off by the end of the week. It's evergreen. So I prefer to do the promos at a time and a place and a way of my choosing at the moment. That will change when I have a, um, screaming fans waiting for the next Paul Ting novel. If that ever happens, then of course I will do um, more carefully constructed launches. But at the moment, when I release a new book, you know, usually a little bit of tumbleweed blows by. It, the world doesn't really particularly uh, care about that. Um, so I'm in the zone where I have to market the things, which is why I, I don't get excited about the launches. And uh, interestingly, by the way, uh, coming up in January, I'm just trying to think: is it next week? So Michael Andalay's is Monday's podcast guest. Yeah, Ron Vital is my guest on the 8th of January. And uh, Ron has interestingly done a what you should do for a book launch. Uh, he's done, he put out all the stops, you know, Facebook, Amazon ads, everything. Everything you should do on a book launch. And it flopped. And he's going to explain to us why it flopped and where he spent his money and all of this. And Ron and I were chatting you know, before and after the podcast. And I, I told him what my kind of technique was that I don't, I kind of don't go for the big book launches. I mean, Ron spent a lot of money, you know, listen to the podcast for all the details. He spent a lot of money on a launch and it just, it just didn't do anything. And, and, and this is why I don't do launches when the world is ready for my books and getting excited about them. Yes, of course I will. I'll play it for all it's worth. But at the moment, I'm still that unknown author at the bottom of a very deep genre and I have to, market my books in clever ways to get them out there and to get people to consume them which is why I don't spend all that money trying to construct a launch um interestingly another person who's coming on the podcast shortly um somebody we're following on this podcast Alison Ingleby she's also written a brilliant blog post on her book launch and um you know I, I I've I've been at this game not book launches but I've been at the launch game in internet marketing for a long time and I've done a lot of launches where we've put an awful lot of resources into launches and they've just for whatever reason they've failed they haven't converted so I've had I've got a lot of failed and successful launches under my sort of fingertips um so I know that not everything depends on a launch uh, I know that a launch can be brilliant but I also know that not everything depends on a launch uh, and this is why I've kind of got out of internet marketing to books because books are evergreen and a book is always new to somebody who hasn't read it yet. Okay, that that's kind of profound and not profound at all. But if you've never read a book, even if it's 50 years old, it's new to you. It could have just been re released yesterday as far as you're concerned. And that's the great thing about fiction books. So we can frankly launch them, relaunch them, do what we want with them at any time. And we can find success at any time when the planets align. So that's why I don't do big launches. Um, going back to quarter four, sorry, I went off on one there, didn't I? Going back to quarter four, uh, I've done the podcast. We're up to episode 100 on the podcast now. The two-year anniversary is coming up in April. So uh, had a, I feel like I've been doing loads of interviews with the podcast recently. Uh, and then I have a bit of a break and I'm back to them in January. And I've got one virtually every week for, for a long time. So uh, again, the, the podcast guests are dropping from the skies at the moment it's wonderful so gonna be very busy with the podcast in this quarter I talked at Borderlines which is my local book festival and I did that talk at the Society of Authors um please I managed to keep the exercise up 
I was trying to remember how many quarters it was that I've been doing the exercise now. I think this is the third quarter, uh, possibly, that I've kept the exercise up. So I'm very pleased about that because I did want to get back into that routine, having lost it. Um, I've submitted Dead of Night to Joff or Joffa Books, however you pronounce that. That's another one of these kind of hybrid publishers that I'm really interested in. So I think we've got Joff, Bloodhound Books and Caffeine Nights off the top of my head. So the ones that I'm interested in. Um, that sort of disappeared without a trace. Uh, so I haven't heard from Joff yet. Uh, it might be at the bottom of the slush pile. Also, I sent copies of Burden of Guilt off to the cafe at Speed Bridge in Scotland, which is the area where my book is based, and the tourist information office at Fort William. I'm guessing that they're pretty quiet at the moment, and no one's really thinking of very much at all it being out of season, because again, I haven't heard anything from them. But I will probably chase those up at the end of quarter one of 2018, when everybody's gearing up to the the tourist season, just to see if they'll stock those books and maybe sell them um, for me. Uh, but it's all a little bit quiet with that yet. No, no response just yet. Of course, they might always hate the books. That's always the, it's always the problem when you send these books out. The other thing I'm going to do, by the way, is the book that I've just released, One Fatal Error, which is uh, set on these amazing forts in the Solent. Um, I've put a nice dedication about the Solent forts in the front of the book. Uh, and I'm going to send some copies to the staff there and see if they'll stop them at the forts as well. Because as I know from the secret bunker, if if the people that you've written your book about will stock the book, it's really good for sales. It's very, very good for visibility. So I didn't write those books with that in mind, but I did learn the trick from The Secret Bunker. So I am going to try and deploy it with the cafe, the tourist info, and with the, the Solent Forts, if I possibly can. So uh, I sent my Don't Tell Meg and Dead of Night books to Bloodhound Books. I got a knockback from them, uh, which is fine. This is just par for the course. Um, one thing I did do is I got my profiles up to date. So I'm writing now as Paul Teague, Paul J Teague, and P Teague. And what I wanted to do is just get my branding correct across Goodreads, across BookBub, and across my Amazon author pages. So I now have a specific photo that I use for each of the author names and a specific author blurb that I use for each of those author names. So that was just really just a tidying up uh, consistency branding kind of thing that I just wanted to get organised. I've run a couple of freebie book promos in sci-fi and thrillers. I've mentioned to you that they're not as good as they were. They still bring in a couple of hundred leads, but they're not as strong as they were. I probably won't be doing those. I certainly won't be organising any more of those in 2018. I might take part in a few where I don't have to do all the work, but I don't think I'll be organising anymore in 2018. I got Burden of Guilt and The Secret Bunker listed on Ingram Spark. Um, interesting, you get a free code forever if you're with the Society of Authors, whereas uh, the Alliance of Independent Authors gives away free codes usually around the book festivals that they hold, the online book festivals. So the reason I got those two books in Ingram Spark, and I will probably also put a Burden of Guilt in there as well, is so that the people who've got um, book stalls within their attractions can order them from gardeners and the, the proper outlets. So uh, Burden of Guilt, I hope, will go through tourist information. They'll want to go through gardeners. I know that the Secret Bunker wants to go to gardeners. And also th there'll be a shop uh, on board the Solent Forts. And again, they, they'll want to go through gardeners, traditional book routes. So I'm just making it easy for the people to stock my book. Um, it's with no intention of it getting in Waterstones or anything like that. It's just strategically so that these people who I've written about, whose locations I've used, it makes it really easy for them to stock the books at a price where they can make profit on them. 
I've also submitted Don't Tell Meg to Bookbub. Uh, that's Palting Folklore now because we got a yes on that one. But The Grid and The Secret Bunker were knocked back. I can't put Don't Tell Meg in for another three months. So that's going to be March, April before I can put the Don't Tell Meg trilogy back in. But I will be now uh, on a cycle submitting all my other uh, books to try and get them into bookbub now i've seen the power of a bookbub i mean even half of that or a third of that would be great uh, so i'm going to continue on a very regular basis and a diary basis now to keep submitting my books until they just say yes or tell me to go away i also did a couple of uh, authors xp events now you'll know that I've kind of tended to drift to these since I found Insta Freebie being slightly less effective. The great thing about Authors XP events is that they bring an audience that you're not finding on Insta Freebie, I think. Um, and also, it's not, they're not competing for a free book. What happens is they're competing for either, say you've got 30 authors taking part. If you're a winner, everybody gets sent a copy of the book in, I think it's paperback form. Yeah, I uh, can't remember. I might be getting my promos mixed up. But they get sent a copy of the book. No, it's not. They get gifted it through Amazon. That's right, on Authors XP. So they're gifted a book. So rather than signing up for a freebie, this is actually a competition win. And then I think two people get just one of the books. So you, you end up sending out three electronic copies of your book. Um, and I, I usually get several hundred from my list as a result of those. And I have to pay about, I can't remember, $30, something like that, to take part in an Authors XP event. So I found these really quite effective, to be honest with you. Um, I've got another one booked for sci-fi, I think, in January. Um, so I am finding those effective. You can't do them all the time because you'll get the same old people, but they are just another way of topping up your mailing list. So that's a, a very quick review of quarter four of 2017. And we've taken a look back at the highlights of 2017. So next week in the diary... I'll give you whatever author news I've got to throw in the pot. Plus, we'll take a look at what I've got planned, um, not only for quarter one of 2018, January to March, but also a look ahead to my game plan for 2018. I'm just going to, when I hit that um, seventh book in the thrillers, I'm going to start to change my strategy now. And I'll be writing slightly longer books uh, over a longer period of time rather than writing fast and, and publishing fast because I've got quite a big change to what I want to do next year. But I'll, I'll update you with that next week. So that's it for the last podcast diary of 2017. Got a nice guest for you all lined up for Monday. It's Michael Andale of 20 Books to 50K fame. I, I think this year has to be the year of the 20 Books to 50K group. It's probably the best Facebook group that there is at the moment. It's the most active community. Uh, they had a huge event in the States. They're coming to the UK in February. I don't know about you, but I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's a, lovely to have a great big event so early on in the year. So I, I, I interviewed Michael some time ago, and I've just been holding him back because I thought oh, it would be a great bit of inspiration to start the new year with, and we can talk about that 20 Books event as well. So that's coming up on Monday, episode 96 of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast. That will be Monday, the 1st of January, a brand new year, 2018. So thank you for listening to the podcast over 2017 and for your support. I hope you have a fabulous new year and a great week of writing. Speak to you next Saturday. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.